Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You straight up cuckooed that dude, bro. Oh my God. You've got all your Charger gear on because. I look good. I got big energy every day. Let's go! And he is dicked. Blind squirrel finds a knife every once in a while. That's right. You have to love what you're seeing on tape if you're a Chargers fan, especially for the future with Justin Herbert. On the move and throws and touchdown. Come on, Players, coaches, staff, fans, together, we can create something truly special. Stay tuned for some good content. (laughs) Well, hello again, everybody. I hope that was enough time for you all to (laughs) collect yourselves, get back to regular business as usual, and be ready for another episode of the Charger Chat. Welcome back, everybody. I'm your co-host, Will Dogson, with my buddies, Kev Huggin-Duggin. Hi, guys. It's good to be back. It was a few days off, but I'm feeling ready, feeling motivated, feeling excited. Uh, good. To good. hang out with my friends. Good. We need that. And let's not forget Kyle, the coach, Duggan. What's up, bro, Chachos? We're ready. We're back. We're still in the playoff. We're going to... Everything's in front of us, still. We're Just yeah. keep telling yourself that. Right. Yeah. The it's, Chiefs can only beat us in overtime, so fuck those guys. Right. Yeah. So it's it's fine. Everything's fine. We're doing good. We're fine. I'm fine. It's fine. I'm fine. Are you How fine? Are you? I'm fine. Feeling fine. <laughs> fine. Fine, just fine. <laughs> All right. Well, folks, uh, before we start this episode, we need to mention one of the Duggan households became got came a plus one. There was an extra addition. And uh yes, Kev. Kev is now. I didn't I didn't do any work. And- My wife did all the work, but <laughs> the baby is here. We have a new Charger fan. So he uh, awesome. was born on the 19th and uh yeah, it was worked out. We didn't have a uh, Sunday football game because that would have made things a little more complicated. But that he came on Sunday. <laughs> he's healthy. Mom's healthy. Life is good. You're so, good, honey. Uh, you're good. You're fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're fine. <laughs> 20 hours later, he's here recording a podcast because Josie's just a superwoman. Yeah. Yeah. God. She She's currently above me right now with the baby and uh, <laughs> she, she gave me the pass. So I'm here with you guys and Thank you for for this episode. Yeah, let's talk Chargers, boys. Yeah, we're thankful to have you, buddy. Um, All right. Well, looking back at this game, I mean, all right. Let's 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 clear it out right now. Hang on. Has anyone rewatched it yet? No. (laughs) No, I didn't watch that shit. 
Yeah, I didn't. I mean, really if anything, I bring myself to. If anything, I, I watched. Uh, there was a doctor on YouTube that kind of talked about Donald Parham, which we'll get okay. to him in a second. But I, I can't bring myself to watch the the entirety of that game because it yeah. is such a. It, our games are always roller coasters, you know, yeah. ups and downs. But this was just like so punching the gut, punching yeah. the gut, punching. It was the exhausting. Gut. I can yeah, only imagine. Game, I was just exhausted. I yeah, can and you were imagine. there, so that can't even. I wasn't even playing. Like can you imagine what these guys are going through? <laughs> All right, no. Like at, in no overtime way. at the end of the game, I was tired from from like cheering. That, that poor defense was just dead. Yeah, no, they they were they were having a rough, rough. time, especially without Derwin James. That was yeah. uh, obviously a, a huge part of it. Um, but it, clearing the air, as far as like the people that were upset about going forward on fourth, right? What what is the consensus, fellas? What are we feeling? I've, I I wasn't mad at it. I was I was I happy about the outcome and happy that we didn't get them. No, I was bummed not. that we didn't convert. Of course not. But I, I am tired of being that that football fan that waits for a punter to jog out on the field at fourth and one and just like let's play the time game and see when they score on us. No, that's not what Staley does. He doesn't he doesn't run the field goal um, unit out there like. I, I could see how you could be angry because a lot of his op, a lot of his chances didn't work out. They didn't work out in our favor. But you know what? I I that was the most fun football game besides what happened in the beginning. Like you watching Charger football is like a hot ticket item right now for anyone. Like you can't tell me you weren't yeah. locked in, cheering, freaking out that whole game. Oh, I yeah. like this kind of football. I love the and I love you know we'll get into it later. But I love his response to why he did it. And mm -hmm. I have nothing but confidence. Right. The, yeah. From all accounts, and it, from what people are saying, it's like from the analytics standpoint, it's like that that is the move. That's what you do. And from the play calling perspective, it seemed like they were good play calls. It just, right. it, it was yeah, the it execution drops. side yeah. of it. Yeah. And that, that's, that's the thing. It's like, I feel like fans, this is a, a new year. This is a new staff. This is a whole new thing. We're not mm -hmm. used to it. So there is some like, wait, what's going on? But even as you watch the NFL, I watched a couple, I turned on a couple of games at the end yesterday and today. Teams are going for it on fourth down. Bottom line, that's just what is happening now. Right. Um, we have to get used to it. Don't don't sit there and whine and complain because you never know what would have happened. If the it, say we went out there and tried to kick a field goal and he shanked it. What right. how are you feeling then? We right. didn't have any yeah. opportunity to get the first down. We right. didn't have any opportunity for a touchdown. And we took the ball out of our best player, Herbert, and put it in a kicker's hands. Right. I don't ever want the ball in a kicker's hands ever, mm -hmm. unless it's the last second game winning field goal. Mm -hmm. I Another put the options. ball in Justin's hands and let him win or lose the game. That that to me, that's that's okay. Mm -hmm. I was obviously you do the math, you're like, okay, well, if we would have kicked it two of them. We're up by six. We that game never goes to overtime. Like that's but then the you easy, look at, dumb math. But you look at the so pressure. Many things that happen because of it. Right. You look at his decision making and how Andy Reid went for it on fourth down right. near the goal line. Yep. Like <laughs> you, if you're on the, if you're the opposing coach, you're like, oh shit, this guy's crazy. He's never like, gonna this stop. guy. How do I coach right now? How do yeah. I coach against this? Like right. this guy is that's good crazy. Point. Yeah. So without that, you you don't have that opportunity. They probably score. You know kick a field goal there and then that's not even we're not even having that overtime conversation right yeah, it's, a, it's so a good point it, it, it puts pressure coming into the game the co the way the coach prepares for the game right you you go into the game like okay well defensively we need to have a really intense fourth down philosophy and game plan for today because they go for it every single time and 
On they're offense, crazy. we're gonna have we're gonna have to take some chances because they're always gonna be taking chances. So it does it, it creates a whole extra thing that uh, the opposing team has to prepare for. Absolutely, big time. Um, looking at the uh, the viewership, this was apparently I didn't even realize that this was the last Thursday night football game on Fox. It's going to be Amazon from this point forward. Um, and they're bummed they didn't schedule these two teams more often. Yeah, it's too bad they didn't have more primetime games. Isn't that weird? Um, but apparently the viewership of 18 million people across TV and digital was up 33% versus the 2020 Week 15 Thursday night football matchup up 27% versus the 2020 11-game average. Uh, the average minute audience on all digital platforms, including Prime Video, hits 1.5 million. So that oh. was up 37% versus the 2020 Week 15 Thursday night football matchup. So I think this just goes to show you it's not just like it being a primetime game. It's like people want to see what Justin Herbert's doing. People want to see how he's going to compete with Mahomes. I think that's Absolutely. just what we're going to have from now on. Yeah. And I think next year we're probably going to have another one or two primetime games. I think it's possible. Oh, just at, with at how least every going. every year at least one of our Chief Charger games is going to be primetime. Going to be primetime night, Sunday night. Yeah. Because you can't that, refuse this. This, this <clears throat> is right. the rivalry of the NFL right now. Right. These two quarterbacks going at it for the division on really solid teams. Young coach that takes chances, the old coach that's boring to look at like that's that's <laughs> that that is right now the rivalry in the nfl and mm. i don't think i'm saying that with bias i just you don't you look at the other divisions right tom brady does he have anybody aaron Rodgers, does he have anybody there's just there's none of those really marquee rivalries right now right yeah it's it's a huge rivalry in an already tough division i mean the going into this week i mean you had three two or three teams that were like it's still such a close game as far as like who's just going to get a wild card spot, let alone right. win the division. So um, it, it's a tough division and it, it's a rivalry that's obviously going to be around for quite some time. So um, and besides and besides the rivalry, too, it's like this made Fox money, lots of money. No doubt. This this is how these networks make money. So you see this, you see these numbers. It's a, you, you can bet on that. You're going to make money on that. So you're going to yeah. try and schedule that as part of your your schedule big time right. um i mean going into this game we talked about it on our quick episode before uh the thursday night game but obviously the biggest concern was not having rashawn slater uh due to covid and pipkins being the one can, can come I, in yeah i f***ed up pipkins i f***ed up we i mean you earned your name <laughs> You earned I, your name, and I apologize. Hey, I'm, we at I'm least we backed pumpkins. him on the episode before. We rallied around him, and Absolutely. He, he showed up. Look what happens yeah. when you rally around somebody, folks. You don't just have to be angry at them I, I can't, consistently. I can't say that, because I, I I don't usually talk shit about Charger players, and I was pretty ruthless. And we all well, have. We've, we've all, we've um, all yeah. been ruthless and on Pip. Granted, he, he did a good job, and I'm yeah. proud well, that he did a good job. Whether or not you can be consistent, I don't think he is a starting tackle by any means. No, he, but if you can be backup. thrown in in a primetime game and perform like that, well, shit, like that's just a different question. But he did it once, so I'm still like, thank you, good work. You you came in clutch when we needed you. Yeah. But the problem but, we've always had with Pipkins is I, consistency. So I I'm, think I, I, don't know. I think the takeaway is more than Pipkins having a good game. It's our coaching staff being able to get a player ready for Frank a game. Smith. He was Clearly. able to prepare him specifically for this game, for what they were going to see, and they got him ready to go, and he went out and performed. I think yeah. that's the biggest takeaway from backups coming in and doing well 
It says more about the coaching staff getting them ready than it does that player. Oh, they're great. They're elite. Now they're going to get a big contract. It's this kind of situation. This You, you give it to the offensive line coach uh, and our OC for putting him in good spots. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, I'm not saying he didn't play good. He did play good, but he no, played, I think yeah, it, sure. it speaks a lot to the coaching getting him ready. All we asked for was just to be serviceable. We're not, we weren't yeah. looking for a plus. We were just looking for, you know, solid C, maybe even a B if people that was were, possible. People were trying just to get Herbert not killed. And exactly. he didn't right. let anybody touch him. So, right. yeah. so there was, Shit. from what I saw, there were, uh, I think he only allowed like six. I, it might even been the whole offensive line. I might not be quoting this right, but there was about six pressures. And I can't remember if that was all Pipkins or if that was the entire offensive line, but I know that Pipkins allowed the most pressures, but still, only pressures didn't allow any sacks. And let me sit. I'm sorry, I need it. Sorry, we're listening. We just got to show off no, we the to, uh, we Papa Wooldog. Papa Wooldog's gift that we just got. We in, uh, we in the mail. <laughs> we opened this prior. Papa Wooldog sent us all these delightful Charger mugs, all with our what a guy. Our monikers on them. Yeah, love you, Dad. Love you, Papa Wooldog. Um, yeah. So Pipkins did serviceable enough. And and thank you, Pipkins, for doing that. Obviously, the game still yes. ended up what it was, but without that, not because who, of who Pipkins, knows? not because right. of Pipkins. No, we did not. Um, lose I'm, I'm happy of to. T- I'm happy to tuck my tail um, yep. and apologize profusely because I was wrong. Well, it, we, it just shows you, that he can he can play, he can do it, and we'll we'll see Rashawn Slater back uh, hopefully on Sunday. Um, yep. And then, uh, boy. We, <laughs> I almost wish we would have talked about this first, but it it's it's fine because when we all watched this game, we saw this amazing return by Andre Roberts, who just like lit it on fire. It was just like, holy Crazy. shit, here was, we go. I was Let's, losing my mind, screaming and jumping up and down. What a return. Got us all the way down to the goal line. Three attempts, not happening. We go for it on that fourth one, and it goes to Mr. Donald Parham, who anybody that watched the game saw just this such a bad injury like and it Freak it accident. didn't look that bad on right. re on rewind you watched it and you're just like what happened like i don't i don't understand but it there was it no denying like, what know, like, happened it, to him you know like mma like when you get yeah. just Absolutely. get the right punch it's just, just you get hit right on the button and it's yeah. just even it when just it's got like hit the one that right back the of the year where you're just like they're out cold that's what it, yeah, it just because he was weird because he went down with his arm first and it wasn't like just landed on his head it was just yeah. like Shit, just it was, it was just, honestly. I I was going into this game so fired up and so energetic, and like we right. got the kickoff and kickoff return and all this, and it felt like all the wind. If it if the all the wind went out of my sails, imagine what it's going to do to the team on the sideline. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And it did and for the whole first quarter, but absolutely power yeah. power to the Chargers. They bounced back after that first quarter for sure. Yeah, but yeah, that was scary because I was. At the stadium, we had no clue what was going on. They never sure, showed a replay show on the Jumbotron, rightfully yeah. so. Um, we didn't see anything. I, as he was being like stretchered off, I saw his hands up, so I thought he was doing a thumbs up. But mm. upon watching the replays, he was like still, he was, I don't know if he was having he was a shaking. seizure or something leaving the field. Man, that that is scary to watch. And it, just such a freak thing. It's not like he got hit by somebody or... no. Like it's just his head hitting the ground on a weird freak accident. It's, yeah, it was, it was sad. It was scary. It was really scary for those watching at home. Obviously, it was scarier because we saw the replay and we saw all the details of him getting carted off the field. And it was a long time. It was deep into the game before we got any kind of an update, which was also yeah. the scary part of it because it was just like, okay, he's going to the hospital, looking for an update, looking for an update. Didn't happen. 
Blessedly, we did eventually find out that he was okay. They were doing tests. Um, uh, and the update that came from the Chargers specifically was that tight end Donald Barham Jr. stayed overnight at UCLA Harbor Medical Center for observation after being diagnosed with a concussion. Understandable. Uh, he is resting comfortably alert and will likely be discharged from the hospital later today. And uh, Parham responded the next day with a big thumbs up, uh, still in the hospital, still hooked up to everything, uh, saying, I'm all good, everybody. Uh, you know, can't nothing hold a real one down. Uh, but I appreciate all the love and support from everyone. It means so much to me and my family to know so many people are thinking about me and my well-being. And God has a plan for my life. And just and so just know I'm coming back better than before. Bolt up. So he's he's the million dollar man now. He's more machine than man. Obviously, they yep. they put a yeah. bunch of uh, <laughs> mechanics yeah. in him. He's got uh, robot arms, and he's going to kill it. So uh, I was just so relieved it wasn't like a, a spine injury yeah. or absolutely some, something because they put him on the gurney severe. and they just they took off his face mask and disabled his neck. I was like. What what's just going on? What happened to it? Bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I just just to, I will probably be talking about this for weeks to come, but like I just I don't think he's going to come back this year. Just looking at looking at how coach handled uh, Asante Samuel, and nowhere near what happened here. I just yeah. I think it's safe to say that he's he probably won't be with us anymore this year. Yeah, hopefully he can get back and get back with us next year. That's my guess. Maybe I'm wrong. That's right. just the feeling I get based on. There's just no way. I think as decisions. a fan, we're just scared watching that happen. I'm just glad he's um, healthy. Yeah, That's yeah. all that matters. Well, responsive, right talking, yep. and in and in good spirits. Um, yeah. yep. Fernando Ramirez tweeted out that uh, Brand, guard coach Brandon Staley says uh, he talked to uh, Donald Parham and he said he is safe and sound. He adds his spirits are high. So obviously that's, that's what awesome. we that's what we need to hear. That's what we want to yep. hear, and uh, and it seems to be the case. So. Uh, Mr. Parham, glad you're doing okay. Please yeah, buddy. stay safe, get better, plenty of rest, do whatever you got to do. And, uh, and yeah, we're looking forward to seeing you back out there whenever you're ready to go. All right. Well, uh, we also wanted to talk about a podcast over on our fan sided family of podcasts, and that is called the knuckleheads podcast. Uh, NBA veterans, uh, Quentin Richardson and Darius miles are lifelong friends and bona fide truth tellers. Listen as they invite special guests, high-profile athletes, musicians, and entertainers to get brutally honest about everything from current events to untold stories from the golden era of sports and culture. Named for the on-court celebration they made wildly popular, this unfiltered, hilarious, and surprising podcast is like playing NBA 2K with no foul. The Knuckleheads podcast brings on some of the best NBA players past and present to have totally unguarded conversations about sports, culture, and basketball nostalgia. And the hosts are former NBA players Quentin Richardson and Darius Miles. They have had guests on their show that include Kevin Durant, Jason Tatum, Sue Bird, and DeMar DeRozan. So go on over on the Fan Sided Network and check out the Knuckleheads podcast. All right. Well, as we talked about a little bit earlier, we were talking about Staley going for it so aggressively on those fourth downs um, didn't always quite go the way that we wanted it to. Um, and obviously, reporters are going to ask him about this, and he had a response to it. So let's go just get it straight from the coach's mouth, what he had to say in regards to his aggressive uh, play calling. The real football people understand that what I'm doing is playing to the strengths of our football team. And what I'm doing is I'm trying to make the decisions that I think are going to win us the game, that are going to win us the game. And I'm ready to live with all that smoke that comes with it. And 
And, you know, I've been very transparent about that. And, um, you know, what makes uh, football and competition so great is, is that there aren't going to be perfect decisions, but you need to be able to live with the decisions. And um, your team needs to know why you're making these decisions so that they can live with them too. And so, um, you know, I just, I know the way that my mindset is, I know the way that our mindset is around here. And I also understand Joe that I can, I understand the criticism too. And I, and I, and I fully, I fully understand that as well. And, um, you know, but, uh, I think that we're building something really special here. Even with the question, he still instills confidence. Like he just, he, like, I think he said it the best when he said like, you have to be able to live w- with your decisions. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And he clearly is able to live with them. He looks pretty okay and moving on and dealing with that smoke. Right. It's well, just fine by him. Yeah. I mean, he said it earlier on in the season that, you know, we're, we're when, when the fourth downs were really going in our favor, it was like, right. we're here to compete. We're not here to participate. We're here to compete. Yeah. And I can recall plenty of situations in previous years where we've been, you know, fourth and one on like the five yard line or whatever the situation was. And it was just like, come on, just go for it. And they kick it. And it's just like, man, it would have been so sweet to have those seven points, but we'll settle for three, I guess. Three and you end up losing nothing. the game. And you end up losing the game because so. that's what his point was. Like we're, we're here to win the game, right? To win the like. I'm I'm not playing to not lose. Exactly. I'm not trying to have them make more mistakes than us, and then maybe we get a win. Right. He's saying I'm going to put it to them, and if we win, it's because we won, not because they lost. Exactly. And I love that mindset because that's how you that's build a consistent. Mindset. That's how you consistently win. You if you go out and beat teams, you can consistently do that. You can't consistently go out there and hope that they play bad enough to lose. The, yeah. the, the power is out of your hands. You you hope they don't show up and play. Right. No, it's we're going to go out there and we're going to beat you and we're going to find a way to build this as an organization so we can consistently do it and we become that perennial every year beating teams. Absolutely. Yeah, it's a great it's a great mindset to have with with this coach. First year coach, guys. First year head coach with the Chargers um, and really just making drastic changes, changes that we've yet to see uh, until this year, and it's it's really exciting. Um, and especially, we always talk about the culture, right? We always yeah. talk about we want to change our culture. Right. This is the biggest f-ing change to this culture of, of playing football as a Charger. Hundred percent. Like as a fan, watching this is just feels like a different thing. Yeah. It doesn't feel like right. Charger football. It doesn't feel like we're we're sitting there waiting for something bad to happen. It's like we're going to take it to these guys, and I love it. You know, uh, and you can tell that the the players are feeding off that too. A lot of those, a lot of the things we missed were just crazy. Don't get me started on on Cook. Like I don't want to get started on him. Right. But well, there's just there were so many, just slightly almost made all of those plays. You know what right. I mean? Like I, I I'm not that worried about it, and I'm glad that we didn't give up. We just kept going for it, and he didn't like you know get gun shy and like oh god shit let me uh let me maybe kick this right. one. How did we not beat the once. Chiefs the first time? Exactly. We beat them by going for it at the end of the game when it was a right. difficult decision and he trusted what his philosophy is and he went for it. So either get on board or get off, off the train because this is what it's going to be. He's, right. he's not going to change because we bitch and complain and moan about it on Twitter. Right. It's not going to change the way Coach Daly calls. So either get on board or or hop off the train. Yeah. Yeah. Um, looking over at the uh, passing uh, stats right now uh, for 2021, uh, I don't think this includes all the way to Sunday, does it? Yeah. 
does it? Okay. He had, a, he had an absolute shit. Game. Oh, that's true. Yeah. He had a bad game. <laughs> okay. So sitting at the top of the uh of the passing yardage right now is Tom Brady with uh four thousand one hundred and thirty-four yards. Um and he got and, like ninety yards that game or something. Yeah, it was I something mean, really the Saints, awful. Saints just smacked the Bucks around. Smacked him around. It was so um, fun. Bad baby. Yeah. Bad baby, bad baby. <laughs> the guy I'm playing against in fantasy had Tom Brady, which was great. But he also had uh, Jonathan Taylor and uh, not some right. other guys that had yeah just like racked up a bunch of points. So I don't know if I'll make it through this week. But right behind Tom Brady, more importantly in the passing yard stat, is Justin Herbert right now with four thousand fifty eight passing yards yes. this season. So to think that we could have like the number one quarterback in terms of passing yards is crazy yeah it is sophomore slot, baby right yeah wild. in his second year Slumping in his hard. second year is wild to think yeah um yeah patrick mahomes is only behind him by six yards but uh there are three games left this year to play uh we've got the texans we got the broncos and the raiders i don't know if it's necessarily in that order um, and then i pray to god we get the chiefs in the first round of the playoffs and we could just send them home at Arrowhead, right off the bat, that would be a beautiful God, thing. That would be sweet. So I'm gonna put out a call. Get get those tickets ready for you guys. If that happens, you guys are <laughs> coming out here in a oh, second. Yeah, that would be that would be an amazing thing. Um, looking over at Twitter again, uh, Chargers Country tweeted out that Justin Herbert and Rashawn Slater lead the AFC quarterbacks and tackles in the Pro Bowl vote. So obviously. Amazing for Justin Herbert in his second year to be prom nominated king and for prom king Pro Bowl. That's, that's what happens when you in prime time you play your best. People see it and you get called out for it. And we will find out um, on Wednesday. They they announced the full Pro oh, Bowl roster. They? Okay, so, yeah, we'll find out here in a couple of days. And I think it's also just amazing for Rashawn Slater. I mean, Justin Herbert is understandable, and Rashawn Slater is understandable right. too. But what a what yeah, a he's a rookie for a rookie. Yeah, for easy tack. Rookie yeah. tackle, yeah, that, yeah, that's yeah. that would be insane. Uh, and as it stands right now, he's he's leading the pack. So Rashawn, keep it up. Um, and then Elena Getzenberg tweeted out Pro Bowl update: Justin Herbert has now passed Josh Allen for the AFC QB with the most fan votes per the NFL's release. No Bills players finished with the most votes at their position in the conference. So sad for the Bills, but I just. It wasn't specific. I just saw that and I was like, you know, I'm gonna throw this in the outline because that's nice. It's yeah, a, it's always nice to leapfrog somebody. Yeah, yeah, and and who better than, <laughs> than exactly. Justin yeah. Herbert? They so. came, out, they came out hot. Just the uh, Bills did with Josh they Allen. Did, yeah, and they were they were Super Bowl favorites there for a couple weeks, and yeah, yeah. The the, the just entire waiting to pounce. The entire NFL is is. Yeah, been really weird, bizarre. especially these past couple of weeks. I mean, you you see Cardinals lost Cardinals to the losing Lions. to the, to the Lions. Lions. Yeah, Guys, Lions. we could win the Super Bowl for sure. Lions like Cardinals can lose to the win. Lions. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah. So it, that, that was crazy to see. And it, it, other teams, you know, Tampa Bay getting sh- shut out shut by the out. Saints. Yeah. Out of out of this world. Um, and then uh, Daniel Popper with his ray of sunshine tweets uh, tweets out uh, all the Chargers. Don't kill the players. messenger. I'm not, don't no, shoot I the don't. messenger. I just think it's funny. Um, yeah. That uh, apparently we had a slew of Charger players that ended up on the COVID list. Um, as it stands right now, we've got Joey Bosa, Corey Lindsley, Chris Rumpf, Tavon Campbell, Kamon Hall, uh, Trey Marshall, Andre Roberts, and. Uh, 
also not on this list is uh, Austin Eckler also ended up on that list as well, but he is vaccinated. So he's still to be determined. Um, but, uh, yeesh, Bo- what happened? Uh, Bowie, sorry, <laughs> Bowie. That's what I'm calling from now on. Joey Bo- Bosa, Bowie. Bowie, yeah. Bo- Bowie is unvaccinated. So Two they've hours, already ruled him days. out. Yeah, He's done. He is already so, out for this Sunday's game against the Texans. I'm not saying this is... I think if you're going to run into a week like for this to happen, like I guess it's not the worst week for this to happen to Joey Bosa. Right. I'm not, I'm, I'm not taking the Texans lightly, but like you're not running into playing, you know, the Chiefs this are isn't like the one Chiefs of these people game, yeah. need. So hopefully we can, as long as Justin Herbert doesn't show up on this list, um, and a lot of these guys that do show up on this list early in the week are vaccinated, because last week we had to deal with the Thursday game, so that was just stressful. Mm-hmm. A lot of these guys could clear the protocol by Sunday. Yeah, but even Keenan, like he he was, he's vaccinated. He got on the list on Monday. He didn't play the next Sunday. Well, I if mean, he's, these guys take... Yeah, he got on later in the week, though. It wasn't Monday. So and, hopefully there's no, not it was a lot Monday. more cases. Keenan was Monday. And that's why the, the tracing for the other two guys, Mike Williams and Chris Harris, they were able to get off. He was. He tested positive oh, on right. Monday. So like, it, it, there's no guarantee that any of these guys, one, we don't know if they're asymptomatic or if they're like sick sick. Right. And two, we don't know if they're going to test negative twice in a row in a 24-hour period. So it's just, that's just the sucky thing about COVID. It's like, who knows? Like, we don't. It's not like, a, oh, he tweaked his ankle. He's not going to practice, but he should be good to go. Right. It's yeah. like, a who the hell knows if these guys are going to play? Right. And these They're games gonna to, are going to happen no matter what. As you can see by the Browns and some of these other teams oh, are going to be playing I don't know. They some football. They could push them back. They could push them back. Doing doing Again? Another Why time? Why not? If they already did it for these guys, they have to do it for everybody if that's the thing. Right. There's well, no, they, they had like over 20 people. It was like a percentage of the roster was on the list and coaches. Like, we're looking at seven players. What I'm saying is like, still these games are going to be played. These yeah. games are going to be played. Well, the games will be played. Whether or not they're played on the date specified is yet to be seen. But as it stands right now, that is the case. They will be played at the time that they are scheduled. Oh, did you want to? I heard something funny on Twitter. Oh. Apparently the Raiders had a road game and they got pushed a day. So they all the all the. The fans that were flying out to go to that game got totally screwed. Wop, wop. Oh, FDR sucks Fair. to be a Raider. Um, <laughs> and then uh, over, continuing on on Twitter, uh, Julio shamelessly optimist, and I don't know the rest of your last name. I apologize; it gets cut off by the screenshot. But uh, tweeted out that this is not a drill; it's happening. The prophecy is alive and well, showing. That at this point last season, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were still in the same win-loss ratio. And lost to the ex- Chiefs. And lost to the it's Chiefs. It's exactly the same. Yeah. So, and just when Herbert uh, added to it, we are still on course to fulfill the Buccaneers' path of last year. Ended 7-9 and nine the year prior, drafted left tackle, and continued to talk about all the other uh, consistencies that we saw between this team and the Buccaneers of last year. So I just got to win out now. You know, it's funny. I love this prophecy idea, but I also went online to like do some research on the charger prophecies. And I just typed in chargers prophecy. There've been (laughs) prophecies throughout the year that were like, every time that team starts off by playing the Philadelphia Eagles, they win the Super Bowl the next year. It's Uh, like, there's a lot of prophecies, but this one feels stronger though. We just need one. one. We just need one prophecy to hit though. Right. Just, yeah. Yeah. 
keep throwing That's, them out keep there. Doing we just need one to yeah. hit. Yeah. Just play some crafts with these prophecies. Yeah. <laughs> so it is alive and well, folks. Don't don't stress just yet. Don't jump out the ship or anything like that. With the everything is still in front of us. It's still in our hands. And I mean, honestly, as long as these guys these guys can clean up, you know, their their gameplay and just execute. Just execute, Hook. man. Um catch, catch these balls. That, that that's the biggest thing, man. It's just there was a couple guys. It wasn't just Cook that were balls were just hitting them right in the hands like it should have been caught, and they were just zipping right through. So I don't know what the issue is, but just clean it all up. Um, and if you want to look clean yourself, go on over <laughs> to ChargerChat.com to check out some oh, of the nice sweet segue. sweet merch uh, that we have over there. Um, is this shirt on? Our page right now, you can and get it. a wow. sweatshirt version. Just put it up. Wow. Okay. So yeah, if you want, not just I mean, we've got the one that's just got you know the three of us like that, yeah. but we've show added us, show us them tits. We've added Happy Craig birthday. and we've added <laughs> Mike Bradley to the list to the roster. So if you wanted the full charger chat package full crew go to chargerchat.com and check (laughs) it out and don't forget to chat it up with some of the other charger chat of tears and also for for you guys there's a new ask bolt fam message board so every time we do an ask bolt fam if you don't have social media there are some of you out there you can go join our website and i we you can put your question on the website itself Hmm. so Let's go. All right. Well, there you go. Come on in. Another reason to go on over to chargechat.com. All right, gang. Well, now it is time to go on to the next segment. It is fan focus. Let's see who we've got this week. All right, guys. We're back with another fan focus, and we're super pumped to have Daniel from Chicago. What's up, Daniel? How's it going, everyone? Yeah, it's going good. Great to be on the show. Dude, it's good to have you. And I'm pumped because we met at Thunder Alley. It was you and Bobby, (laughs) the other Chicago bro. Um, so yeah, That's man, it, it's so great to have you on and actually, you know, do, do this finally. So, you know, I'm just remembering it was such a funny moment for me to meet you guys. Cause I heard the Caleb okay, be high yeah. and I got the little pin, which is on my other Jersey right now, but I was putting it on my Jersey and I like stuck my thumb. Oh no. So like my hand was bleeding as I was going to give everyone handshakes. I'm like, this is weird. We're meeting. <laughs> Dude, and we should have done a blood oath. We should have done a blood oath. All yeah, I was like, yeah, I was like, I believe Charger Chat. Is that a weird <laughs> way to start a relationship? You I know, love it. I is, that, love is that, that a weird way to say hi? Yeah, <laughs> that's a great way. To, I love that, dude. That's amazing. Um, well, let's yeah. let's get into this. I want to I want to learn a little bit more about you and your history. Um, how did you become a Charger fan? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked me that. Um, I'm surprised you asked me that. I've never asked <laughs> anyone that. Um, yeah, so for me, it was all about family, and particularly my grandpa and grandma. So my grandpa, my grandparents grew up close to us. I actually lived with them for a few years. And for like a 15-year period down there in San Diego, we watched every Chargers and Padres game together. Just awesome. like every single one. Like even if there was an activity, it was like, Mom, drop me off at grandpa and grandma's on the way home. It's I the eighth it. inning. You know, so um, and they were they were just great. And I think a lot of people you know, have the sense, you know, football's a game, but we know it's so much more. It's community, it's family. And uh, my grandparents aren't with us anymore, but uh, these Chargers and Padres games are always a way to connect me to them. That's awesome. Yeah, same thing with my my grandpa, Frank. Like it was always, I just remember always doing Charger stuff with him. 
And like, I just yeah. like, I just, it's so weird. Like when we win, I think of my grandpa, it's like this weird kind of family thing. Like you said, it's yeah. the community. Yeah. When Justin Herbert had that throw against the Giants off his back foot to Guyton way down the field and just like, did you see that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, there's also moments when the Chargers charge her a little bit and you're like, you yeah, saw that. that's, that's still going on. I know you saw that. It's a connecting moment. Um, some great stories. With, so grandpa would always take me out during halftime or the seventh inning stretch. And uh, we could get some ice cream and talk about how the game's going. Yeah. And grandma used to always say, Hey, you know, she was sitting there knitting and she'd be like, you know, Hey, one scoop of ice cream. You guys have ice cream every night, one scoop. So we would always sit there in the garage and we'd be eating some ice cream first and then take a scoop inside. <laughs> yeah. And in retrospect, I'm like, grandma completely knew what was going on. And she's just like, oh, yeah. then. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, I think it's my grandma more than anyone who taught me how to be like a good sports fan. You know, with the Padres, just like that keep the faith slogan was her all the way through. I remember just like the, um, everyone knows this game, the Nate Kading game the, yeah. in the playoffs. It's raining against the Jets. Mm-hmm. I remember after that game, I was probably reacting the same way I would react to that game now, but it was like I was a kid. So it made a little more sense. Yeah. Now I'm just an adult who reacts like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As so many of us are. But, you know, I just remember she said to me, she's just like, you know, he's your player on your team. And I'm sure he's even more upset about it than you are. And I'm like, as a kid, I'm like, oh yeah, that's, that's wise. That, that's yeah, <laughs> like that's that's a great way to think about it. Yeah, yeah. She was like, um, she would love the podcast. I mean, not some of the body humor. That was more me and Grandpa in the <laughs> garage. You but you go out uh, there in the garage, have some ice cream, and listen to that part, and you bring it in. For yeah, the yeah, other yeah. They're gonna, but um, I would have to say, like, my grandmother would have to be the OG, shamelessly positive fan. Nice. nice. I got to go over to the Padre side for this one, but I'm gonna tie it back into the Thursday game okay. with the Chiefs. I remember um, you guys are a lot of you guys are Padres fans. Some people will know these names. So it's just a random game, maybe ten years ago, probably more than that. We were playing in Milwaukee. We were down three runs. It's the top of the ninth. There's like two outs, bases loaded. And of all people, D'Angelo Jimenez is coming up to hit. Uh-huh. And as a kid, I was like, oh, D'Angelo Jimenez is the worst. And so he comes up and I was like, why can't it be Ryan Glesko or Phil Nevin coming to hit? Sure. And my grandma's just like, you know, you got to believe in your guys. You got to support them. Who knows? Maybe he'll let a home run. I don't know if it was the exact next pitch, but like during that at bat, pop, D'Angelo Jimenez hits a home run. And I'm like, oh, damn, grandma's right. <laughs> you know, she wouldn't rub it in the face. She'd just be sitting there knitting like, yep, that's what I said. <laughs> just shoot you happened. a quick look like, yeah. wink. Yeah, but that one came into my head because I was like, when Pipkins and Tillery both had good gonna, games I, against I the I had Chiefs. a feeling where you're yeah. going with this. Yeah, I was like, yeah. grandma would have been all over that. And she wouldn't have rubbed it in her face. She just would have been knitting like, you know, Pipkin's trying his hardest. He's our guy. We got to support him. Yeah. No, it's yeah. it's true. And I wish I had a little bit more of that because he played his balls off. He busted his ass that game and yeah. did everything we didn't think he was going to do. So it's, it's some very, she's a, she was a very wise woman. You should be proud. She was. She's great. She's uh, glad everyone gets to hear just a little piece of my grandpa and grandma because even though they were members of the Charger community before Twitter and podcasts, but you know, I'm sure there's just, a million stories like that that people have with their families and I get glad I get to share a couple of them. Oh, that's awesome. I, I'm going to share this one with you real quick because it's the coolest yeah, thing I've ever do. done with my grandpa. It's not Charger related, yeah. but I was like nine years old and I was walking with him and we just got down the grocery store walking to the 
you know, go to our car. Some guy comes up to him. He's holding my hand. We're walking to the car. Some guy comes up to him, tries to steal his wallet. My grandpa turns around, one shot, knocks this guy out, doesn't say a word, grabs my hand, and we just leave him in the middle of the parking lot, just laying there like that was a mistake. And he was like a 65-year-old man. So, dude. Dude, greatest generation. Dude, for sure. I, I can't live up to that. There's no way I'm going to be able to pull off stuff they did. My grandpa, we had developed this blood blister because he was always out working in the garage. And my mom and grandma were giving him advice how to take care of it. He pulls me out to the garage and he's like, you know, hold this for me. And he just, he takes the drill. He just drills through his blood brister and he's like, hand me the bandage. You know, I was like, I can't get out. And then, you know, we come out and I'm like, what, what happened? Grandpa just looks at me like, it's, it's fine. Was it surgery? Yeah. 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 Pretty metal. That it that their grandparents pretty metal. Yeah. Um, well, let's let's kind of wrap it up with this, man. Where yeah. are you what are you looking forward to now? You know, we're we're the playoffs are within our grasp. And these aren't we aren't we're not the old chargers. We win all these yeah. games, we're in the playoffs. What do you think is gonna happen these next three weeks? What do you see? Yeah, you know, that Chiefs game was just brutal, right? I mean, the Parham injury, prayers up. We're so glad he's yeah. doing okay. That, that, I mean, that game broke my heart. I think I was one of many Chargers fans on Friday morning, like the first 20 minutes of thought instead of just like enjoying, you know, the before the alarm goes yeah. off again. Was, yeah. Well, there was that play that could have gone that way and that play that could have gone that way. Um, I just... I love this team, even after losses, as much as that, you know, Rivers, Gates, you know, LT times, you know, yeah. um, heck, as much as, you know, Doug Flutie times and, you know, <laughs> Stan Humphrey times that I could barely remember. You know, I just, I just love this team, um, win or lose. And I try to keep that attitude grandma and grandpa would have, um, you know, I'm, you know, some people have noted this team is like a year ahead of schedule in terms of coming in with a new scheme, still very much developing the roster. I'm just so grateful that I do think this team is going to get in as the wild card. Yeah. And um, I think it's a great step, you know, however that first playoff game goes that Herbert is going to get some playoff experience. And I think we can win it. I think we can win a game in the playoffs and heck the AFC is so crazy right now. Anyone can beat anyone. I, I'm not saying into this the Chiefs again. Year. Yeah. I'm not scared, yeah. man. I ain't scared of that yeah. at all. No. no, like I thought we were going to win that game where the Chiefs played a little bit better and I felt bad about the playoffs, but like the opposite happened. We lost, but we played better and I feel good about the playoffs. Yeah. I'm just trying to balance like every game I'm going to be a hundred percent and I'm going to be punching the couch and scaring my cat and, yeah. you know, <laughs> footprints on the ceiling if, if they lose or if they win. Sure. But just, just trying to keep like, this team is ahead of schedule. Sure. Um, the fact that we're getting to the playoffs this year is great. And, you know, we got to not fall apart these next three games, but I think we're pretty close to the point where we can already say this year was a success. And I just want to make sure I enjoy it. And I don't just put everything into, we have to win it all. I know the window's short, but I think we can call this year or a couple wins away from playoffs and calling the year a success. Dude, I think you're channeling your grandma there because these are this is very yeah. wise. You're being very wise <laughs> well, at the moment, Daniel. Well, that's because the game isn't on right now. You know, full disclaimer, Flip. when the game is on, I am an eight-year-old child who doesn't listen to grandma or grandpa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whiskey. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, you graduate yeah. into the better stuff for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the cat knows when the Charger game is on, just hide under the bed because the couch is going to be punched. It's going to be loud noises. Uh, I love it, dude. Daniel, you're the best, man. Thank you so much for coming on and uh, sharing your stories with us. Uh, uh, it was, yeah, it was a great t- talking to you again, man. 
Yeah, as I sign off, just a shout out to Die Hard Bull Club Chicago. Yes. Charger Chat's own Bobby Calderon and Anna yes. and, the, and the whole gang. And congrats, Bobby. You just got engaged. Yeah, I know. I was like, can I spoil that uh, on the podcast? Yeah, Bobby and Sophie are engaged. Um, Proud of you guys. Little, little insider story there. There was a possibility of that engagement occurring during the LA trip. But like the traffic was so bad Classic. getting out of SoFi. They're still working on that. That's like the mood wasn't there. <laughs> the vibe wasn't right. <laughs> but, wasn't and we lost. There. It was the Calvin game we lost. So the vibe yeah, was we not lost. right. Um, yeah. So not only did those uh, illegal formations, uh, you know, take a win off the board, but they maybe delayed love for a month. No, that's <laughs> yeah. not true. That's not true. There was still Pushed it back love, a yeah. hot minute. Good one, <laughs> yeah. dude. All right, yeah, Daniel. Um, yeah. It's always great talking to you, Kevin. Even though you're the older brother, you're still great. Also wise. Also wise. <laughs> Not as good as... Fair enough, fair enough, fair enough, fair enough. Do you have you're going to know Kyle just because you're, you know, he's the younger brother and we're, you know, we're better, but... but fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm not no, going to argue. It's, it's impossible I'll to argue love. with younger brothers. You just can't do it. They don't listen. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Too, too much inferiority complex. We never give <laughs> yeah. up. All right, dude. We got. I'm just going to call you randomly some other time, podcast aside, because we got to hang out. This is too much fun. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, dude. Take it easy, man. It was I a pleasure. See Kev. Yeah. Bolt up. Bolt up. What a history of stories you've got there, Daniel. Holy cow. <laughs> that was so good. Great, great storyteller. That was awesome. <laughs> so good. That it so- just triggered, it triggered that memory of grandpa knocking the that dude the f*** out. <laughs> When yeah. I was like eight, walking with him, I was like, "Yeah, I can only." It's a different imagine. generation, yeah. man. They totally, just, they, they were just different people. Yeah, yeah. but uh, but dude, hey, thanks for coming on and talking with Kevin. That again, yeah, just dude, such great best. stories, and and you got to, we all got to be shamelessly positive, folks. We got to remember that uh, this is the situation that got us to this point, and. Right now, comparatively to last year, we're already doing one win better. We're playing, so. <laughs> we're playing meaningful football in December. Exactly. And yes. that's something to celebrate. Exactly. Big time. Amen. Yeah, we've got to celebrate meaningful football. And uh, now it is time to go on to the next segment uh, with the other guy that was at the game. Uh, yeah. Ooh, let's... Uh, let's go to the Craig experience. Be gentle, Craig. Be gentle. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, we're going to do an oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah coming man. in. <laughs> Come on in, man. Kick your feet up. The oh, great. Hello there. Make yourself at home. Got some stuff to talk about, right? Moving on. I got a bone to pick with Tony, Tony, Tone. I mean, they told me it never rains in Southern California. Apparently that didn't apply to me and my first experience at SoFi because when I showed up, I got all the weather. Rain. Wind, cold, slushiness, like abounding. <laughs> but I still had a great time, guys. Just joking around with you. It was a different experience for sure. Wasn't expecting that type of weather, but I'm not complaining. I loved it. CC gang. Big salute to the rest of the Bow fam. What's going on? She got Craig in Texas, and welcome to another edition of the Craig Experience. We'll get to this game in a second because you know, we have to. But again, I really enjoyed myself, man. Uh, Got to go check out Thunder Alley, which y'all get busy out there, man. The conditions didn't matter. The energy was super hype. And uh, me and my buddy, a Chiefs fan, walked that thing a couple times. And we ran into some people here and there. And they gave them a hard time. And then they handed them some beer. And it was all love. And I can't wait to do it again with some better weather, of course. And I met a few people, but not as many as I would have hoped. We showed up a little bit late. 
And by then, I'm certain a gang of y'all were probably inside already. But look, it wasn't much better inside than out. You just got to escape the rain because it was actually colder in that stadium. I mean, the wind was swirling in there. You could literally see your breath. I thought I might have been at Soldier Field in Chicago and not so far in L.A. I mean, people were wearing masks, not necessarily because of COVID, but to keep their faces warm. Yeah, it was different in there. But uh, again, the energy was hype. And I'm not trying to hear anything about the Chiefs took over that stadium. That was my first time in there. And I saw nothing but lightning bolts for the most part. Let me be honest. For the most part, I saw lightning bolts, powder blues, whites, royals, literally everything across the Chargers spectrum you can name. It was in there and they were in full throat when they needed to be. I didn't see a Chiefs takeover at all. So don't let anyone lie to you and say that was the case. It's coming from your boy. You know, I'm going to be your Chargers truth broker. And that just wasn't how it went down. Not from my eyes. So <sighs> moving on into the actual game, because, you know, can't avoid it. What I'm going to say is going to sound super cliche, but I don't care. The Chargers lost that game more than the Chiefs won it. It came all down two points left on the field. And the guys have already broken this down for you. So I won't get into kind of like the nitty gritty, nitty gritty of it. Quick and dirty. You know how I do it. Uh, I'm never going to be super critical of the approach that Staley takes in regards to being aggressive on fourth down. Well, when I say not super critical, I'm not going to bash him for it because that's his way. He made that known. It's his thing. It's going to happen. He doubled down on it, tripled down on it after the game. In those scenarios, more than likely, we're going for it. And I can appreciate that. Now, what I will say is I can also be critical in scenarios where I felt like a different decision could have been made. Going into halftime with no points on the board inside the red zone again, wasn't a fan of it. Now, at that point, I probably would have at least taken the three because the Chiefs were getting the ball again after half, but that's just me. Walking in there with nothing on the board was, uh, to me, a turning point in the game. Now, a lot of things happened. Let's go back to where I knew we were in bizarro land first, though. That opening kickoff, watching, I was sitting right behind it. Literally saw the Red Sea part and Roberts take off. I'm like, oh, God, he's going to house it. And then I just see him tumble. And then I look up on the Oculus and I see the replay and he trips over his own feet. If that isn't the most Chargers thing ever, I don't know what is. I mean, then all the stuff that ensues, if, if Robert scores, then the Mike Will drops don't happen where they happen. And then Parham probably doesn't get concussed and then strapped to a gurney and convulsing on the way or seizing, sorry, on the way to the hospital, which was scary as hell, dude. I've never witnessed anything like that firsthand. I'm super happy that man is okay because that was terrifying. And I did not want that lasting memory for my first chance being at SoFi to be something that was etched and burned in my brain. So uh, I'm really, really thankful that man is okay because first and foremost, this is a sport. That's a human life that takes precedence over everything. Um, but again, that one domino set off the rest of them to start the game. Chargers got back in it. Was really happy that they did that because it looked like they could have gotten boat raced once the Chiefs got out to 10 nothing, and they didn't let it happen. Fought their way back into the game, got the lead, and the offense moved the ball up and down the field all they wanted to. Literally did not punt until, ta-da, 
the last offensive drive of regulation for the Chargers, and then the offense stalled. Can't have miscommunications in scenarios like that, man. Can't. There was a hot route on for Mike Will during one of those play calls, and he didn't get it. And again, missed opportunities, points left on the field. That's what it boiled down to. So again, I'm not going to sit here and be super duper critical of the four down calls by Staley overall because I get where he was coming from. I understand wanting to put points up on the Chiefs, but I also know that he was probably considering his roster. You have to think about it. He knew he didn't have a fully healthy Derwin. Eck was beat up, even though Justin Jackson did step up and play a really, really good game. And I'm super happy to have seen that. Uh, but he knew that Derwin was probably going to be up and down. And then when Derwin went out of the game, floodgates opened up. Travis Kelsey knows Derwin is his daddy. And when Derwin went out, that was it. It was like, okay, cool. Time to basically do the big boy stuff. And you know how you are with, like, if you have younger siblings and you're older, like, you can just basically take them out on the basketball court and back them down and just beat them into oblivion in the paint and just take full advantage of them because you're bigger, stronger, and faster than they are. Well, that's what he did with the backups in the secondary. And the Chiefs did a really, really good job at exposing the Chargers' weaknesses once Derwin went out because there was nobody on the back end to help cover up. Well, there weren't enough people on the back end to help cover up, should I say. Uh, Kelsey goes from, what, like one catch for 12 or 14 yards to, what was it, double-digit catches for almost 200 once Derwin went out. And then Hill went crazy, too. It's literally not a coincidence. Uh, The Chiefs did this really smart Smart, smart thing. I mean, it's not rocket science, but they knew what the weakness was. They were taking Hill and Pringle and putting them in motion across the field and then motioning them back across the field and making Chris Harris Jr., who is not a spring chicken, chase them. And then he was always like three to four steps behind. They had at least a yard gap in between them. Every time they would do that and run flat routes, it was so annoying to see but it just kept happening and there were really no real adjustments made to stop it and chris harris just ain't that type of player anymore so let's just be honest as far as everything else went again coming down to the end of the game and that last drive i was really hopeful that they were going to be able to pull it out there and just at least come away with three and win the game wasn't how it worked out the defense was gassed there towards the end that's how you end up with a loss uh, so we can nitpick this stuff all day, but we're not going to do that. Just got to take it for what it is and move on. Would have been nice to sweep the Chiefs. That was my prediction. We had it. just didn't work out. We do have on deck the Houston Texans, and I thought I was going to be at that game, but I'm not because I'm going to have a ton of family at my crib for Christmas, and I'm not trying to have all the dirty looks the day after me walking out going to Houston to check out a Chargers game and be gone for the rest of the day. Um, I'm sure my mom probably wouldn't like that. And the rest of the family would probably like, you know, I don't want to say what they would probably do if I did that. So let's not even venture there. Uh, Again, I don't want the mean stares and dirty looks. So I'm just going to hang out with the fam, catch it on the tube and uh, be online and interact with you guys on Twitter and however else. You know what it is. So hi, people. No questions, fellas. Just that was a tough one to swallow. I'm licking my wounds with the rest of y'all, getting over it. Hopefully, uh, you know, the guys that were down or ailing get this little mini buy and get some recovery in. If Derwin doesn't play at all this week, I'm perfectly fine with it. Hold him out for the stretch run. Give X some, you know, some time off. I'm cool with that. 
Uh, maybe ASJ comes back this week, starts to work his way back in the game form, and we should, should, should beat the Texans. It's the Texans, dog. Beat the Texans. So anyway, all right, fellas, y'all know what it is. Till next time, it's your boy, Mr. Top Flight, Mr. Bull Gamer Don't Bang. Sunday it is. See you then. Okay. Love you. Bye. Dope shirt, Craig. Dope shirt. Yeah, it's a nice <laughs> shirt, Craig. I like good, it. Craig. <laughs> yeah, yeah dude. dude. I agree with a lot of what he said. It's it's it was just it was a tough game. Obviously, the the decisions were were good decisions to make. They just didn't go the way that we wanted them to. So yeah. um obviously being able to see that in person is awesome. I can only imagine. Um <sighs> It just, it's it just is what see, it is, man. Seeing that, like, I had, hadn't really thought about it, like the butterfly effect of the Roberts tripping on himself. Like, sure. To look at that as a fan, you will absolutely kill yourself mentally. And absolutely. no one should really get into that depth. But you think about it, like, that changes a lot. I mean, how stuff. far you never back, know. How but. far back do you go? Do you go, like, oh, well, if we didn't sign Andre Roberts, then that wouldn't have happened at all. And we <laughs> yeah. What if it's Andre like, Roberts, mom and dad didn't get together? Right. You never and know. You, and then you're <laughs> driving 88 miles an hour in a DeLorean with an old guy <laughs> with white hair, and who Great knows what Scott. the hell happens. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, it, it, hindsight's always 2020, but let's, it, as Craig said, the Texans dog like we we, we shouldn't be able <laughs> to do this yeah. I mean even with the guys that we're concerned about with COVID um, we should be able to do this we should be able to pull this out and hopefully everybody else that's not in the COVID list uh, is is healthy again hopefully Derwin comes back I mean obviously he was strong enough to come back for the first part of the game but whatever happened with the hamstring we're really not sure yet as far as what got re-aggravated there um, and uh, I mean, that was just such a crucial piece of it. And and hopefully, uh, ASJ, hopefully he's back as well, because, man, I I just want to I just want to know, like, what's what's the game plan with him? Like, is he healthy enough to come back? Like, why isn't he back yet? Because he's cleared concussion protocol. We do know that much. So, like, why? Why is he not back? I'm not saying that you've got to push him back in if you don't feel like he's ready. But if that's the case, I just want to know that that's the case as a yeah, fan. Sorry. So I, it's something we didn't talk about either about in the game was the, you know, Derwin going down and what that that tight end did to us. I don't even want to say. His well, name that's what I mean. That's what everybody pointed out. Whenever Derwin was out there, shut him down. I mean, barely got any yards. But as soon as Derwin was out, Kelsey had a game. So yeah. it yep. just it we knew how imperative Derwin was last year when we didn't have him for a big <laughs> chunk of it. So. Um, or all of it, I should say. So it was just obvious how crucial it was to get him back. And we've seen him play amazing throughout the better part of the season. And God, we just, we got to have him out there, man. We, and I don't know how else to say it. <laughs> yeah, pretty straightforward. So, um, all right. Well, hey, Craig, glad you made it back in one piece. Uh, your voice is sounding a little bit deeper. So I'm guessing that's from all the screaming that, that you did <laughs> on Thursday. So hopefully... You know, you're drinking some tea with a little bit of honey and lemon and uh, you get get back to your full full potential. Um, but now, folks, it's time to go on to Ask Bolt Fam. Let's Hallelujah. see. Let's see who we've got in the lineup. Let's go. 
<laughs> Time to put your money where your mouth is. <laughs> Hi, guys. Don't jam a thumb up his butthole. That's what you do. <laughs> I wet myself in excitement. Oh, so hungry. Your thoughts are like totally appreciated. <laughs> Catch you later, dude. Okay, love you, boy. All right, gang. We start this off with Cerberus21. Who asked the question? Oh, well, there it goes. Our one chance to establish our foothold in the AFC West and make ourselves known as a legitimate threat. Guess we'll settle for the team with a puncher's chance. No big deal, though. I'm used to the pain. It's all just a slow, fuzzy feeling at this point. Hope we get a chance for revenge and playoffs, but I doubt it. Besides, <laughs> we'll probably just lose it again anyway. What do you guys do to cheer up to try to have a good week after? Have a good week, Bolt fam, which I doubt we will. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to get this out of the way, like right off the bat, because God. <laughs> yeah. Um, Come on, dude. Stay shamelessly positive. It's the Charger Chat podcast. Repeat sake. Yeah. Uh, I had to do a full crazy 180. Like, literally, I had to get, like, my wife gave me, like, five minutes to deal with it and then <laughs> step the fuck up and quit whining. Because <laughs> I was, I was Stop like, whining. We, like, we were like, the baby was eminent. She's like, I'm not doing this with you being a little whiny bitch. I'm like, all right, five minutes. Give me five minutes. I just, give me five. So I did it. I literally just did it, put it down. And I, d- I just picked it back up when we started the podcast. There so. you go. You just locked yourself in the laundry room, give a big, loud scream and a cry, and you came back out and you were good to go. Yeah, I just smacked I, myself I, around in the bathroom for like five I, minutes. I guess, how are we not a contender? How do, If you take the number one team in the AFC, right now that's what the Chiefs are mm-hmm. after that that win. You take them to overtime. You should you should have beaten him. You already beat him. Coin toss, how, different how, different outcome. How are you Absolutely. not a legitimate threat? Like how how do you go from you play a game like that? That yeah, I, I get it. We we should have won, but we didn't. You could go down that path that we don't win the, that that game, but you're still a contender. Like I, I don't think anyone anyone that wins the division and they draw us first round of the playoffs, they're not going to be excited about it. No, the fan base <laughs> is not going to feel confident about it. That means you're a threat. That means yeah. you're not just skating into the playoffs with a 500 record. Yeah, and your quarterback's about to have the most passing yards of any quarterback in the NFL. He's a, so. we have a pro, and we have a pro bowler in the second year. Like We are, anytime you have a quarterback that's a pro bowler, you're a threat, Big bottom time. line. And so, yeah, I, I think we are. like We're not a puncher's chance. We're a real threat. We're a contender. I, I really do believe that. I Absolutely. think before we become the Super Bowl favorite, that might be a couple of years. Or that might be a year. Next year could be that that type of season. Um, but this year, I, I still think we're, especially in the AFC, where who knows who's good, we're definitely a contender. Consider Absolutely. yourself threatened, okay? Yeah. Consider yourself threatened. So, buck up, Cerberus21. It's all good. But thank you for asking yeah. the question. Let's Appreciate move it on you. now to Senora Snappy, yes. who asked the question. <laughs> Hi, guys. No question this week. I wanted to share a shamelessly positive story about being identified as a Charger fan. While I was checking out of a store on Wednesday, the cashier noticed that I had on Chargers-related gear. After the rather Captain Obvious statement of, Oh, you're a Chargers fan. Typical Chargers. This former San Diego Chargers fan shared her bitterness regarding the team move to L.A. 
I quickly realized I had two options before me with this former fan. Say, thank you for sharing, have a nice day, and exit the building, or slime this woman with shameless positivity <laughs> to steer her back into the fandom of this team we're all excited for. I chose to slime. <laughs> I gave the cashier a condensed version of many positive things that the Chargers have done this season and encouraged her to watch the team for the rest of the season. When the cashier heard the Chargers were playing the Chiefs, she said, I hope they kick their ass. So thank you guys for always encouraging Charger fans to stay positive in the face of negativity. Hope that you all have a wonderful holiday. K-love you, boy. Bolt up. You're a snappy. There you go, gang. Slime his ass. I love it. Slime him. Slime, Slime him. that. Yeah. Love it. I love it. So yeah. I, I don't know what it is. I feel like lately, I every time I wear some kind of Charger-related gear out, I will come across somebody who was a former Charger fan up here in Idaho, and they're just like, couldn't couldn't support him. Couldn't do it. Couldn't couldn't support the move, and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, dude, this is the time. To be a Charger fan, like, and they live in Idaho, and they couldn't support a move. Couldn't support a move. Yeah, I was you, at a restaurant. You obviously like, like you don't support wild. San Diego that much. You left, like, yeah. so what's different? So what? Yeah, what? <laughs> what, what? Yeah, what's your ex? What's your excuse, buddy? Yeah, we don't want well, you anyways. You left San Diego too. Yeah, You're it is just wild. It's wild to me too. Like, there's like these like uh, sports personalities that have just been waiting for the Chargers to lose a game like this, just so yeah. they could jump on and say the Chargers don't have fans and all this shit. Like, I don't know what you're watching because that we were loud as shit. <laughs> Kyle sent us yeah, videos of loud. what it was like in there. It was it rocking. Was le- it was it was yeah. loud for sure. Like, if Patrick Mahomes has a, to do this, sold out. It's yeah. loud. <laughs> it wasn't a sold out Charger crowd, but we had the we had all of the noise that you need to be a home field advantage. There you go. It was loud. Like exactly like Adam said, if a quarterback's doing this, means they can't hear it from their mics. That means yeah. you're doing a good job as a fan base. Big time. Well, and like we always talk about, LA is the place to go see your team play, or Vegas is the place to go to see your team play. If you if we're a 70% turnout, 70 to 30, 65, 35, like that's that's huge for us. Like that's a good start to really taking the stadium back over again. And I, that that's home field advantage. Big time. So senior snappy, thank you for reminding us all to stay shamelessly positive. We appreciate yeah, thanks, it. Senor. And let's move it on now to Blonded Surfer. Who asked the question? I really fucking hate all this slander on Staley. People are so hindsight 2020 and it's very annoying. If y'all wanted a conservative coach who kicked field goals against the Kansas City Chiefs in what basically a playoff game for the division and a home wildcard matchup, then go suck Lynn Scrode, okay? <laughs> go stroke McCoy, all right? Mahomes and Reed were bound to catch some fire. Extremely difficult to hold them down all four quarters, okay? Like, Staley called the right decisions. The only one I think he could have taken the three points was after Bosa strip sack Mahomes. Also, let's not forget about the butterfly effect, okay? Like if we kick the first fourth down, the rest of the game breaks down differently. All right. Like I'm riding Staley's train till the wheels fall off, man. Anyway, I just wanted to protect our our boy a little, you know? Okay. So love you guys. Keep doing the hard work. Charge chat. And don't forget Staley's quote. He said, we didn't just come to show up. All right. <laughs> we came to compete. All right. Get later on. Dude. <laughs> That's, that's exactly it. That's, that's exactly it. Can't can't yep. be more concise oh. than that. 
He's the opposite of everything we've hated about our coaches the last four outings. And now it didn't go our way one time, so everyone's mad at him. Yeah. Just shut up. Just remember back to the times where it worked and you were fucking ecstatic. Just remember back to that. Right. We beat the Bengals. It's not always going to work perfectly. Right. Yeah. There's high highs and low lows, but just ride it, baby. It's going to be. I'll take the highs. Yeah. It's the highs are always going to be worth it. They're worth it. Worth um, it. Blonded Surfer, thank you for reminding us to not look back in our hind sight. Let's move it on now to Arnie Gordon. Certified Fresh. I'll take that. Uh, who asked yeah, the question? Arnie, welcome. <laughs> Dudes, how did Pipkins do? Do you believe Staley now when he kept Trey? <laughs> Oh, that was a good hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it earlier when we started this thing. I yeah, I was too hard on the dude, and clearly there was it's the practices. It's like what Kyle said. Like there was development we haven't seen. He hasn't played any football really this year, and the couple plays he got in there, it really reinforced our thoughts on him, like him getting blown up and some bad things happening. But clearly, uh Frank Smith and those guys on the offensive line are are teaching him up he was a prospect coming out of school so it's wild i feel weird saying it but good work man good work yeah, and again i think it's it's it says a lot about what staley believes in his coaching staff too um yeah. they could get him ready to go because they they did help him a lot like they they put mckitty it was over there helping him a lot on a lot of even passing situations <laughs> He would stand there and help out. Sorry about that. <laughs> well, you um, caught that one. I thought, I thought we were getting a follow-up to that bad boy. Um, yeah, so he, he had a lot of help. And then there were several times in this game, being there in person, you can see stuff. I saw, like, second down, we would get a short pickup. And then you could see Melvin Ingram and their other pass rush guys trying to get on the field. And the coaches were having to pull him back because we were going no huddle and getting to the line. Mm. And the coach was like, no, 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 there's not enough time. Like, so oh, wow. we did like those those little subtle things of just going no huddle on third down. As the fan, you're like, oh wait, what? This is a big play. We got to make the right call. But it helps everyone, especially when you have Trey Pipkins in there. Don't let them get their pass rushers on the field. Mm-hmm. Make them come after the quarterback with their more run stop guys. And so there was a lot of little things. I haven't like my guys. I'm I'm just a Charger fan, and I was too hurt to go back and watch the game. But watching it live, there was a lot of little things that they did to really help Trey. And Trey played good. He, like he, he, he did a good enough game. We didn't notice him. And right. that's a really good thing. Exactly. That, that reminded me, sorry, just real quick off topic. Um, them sending out Ingram to do the coin toss really just hurt me for some yeah, reason. Yeah, that sucks, dude. That yeah. was like a weird f*** you. And I did not like that one bit. I don't know yeah. if it was so much a fuck you. I'm sure Melvin was Dude, just he like just joined the 100% team. 100% it was a fuck you. He, At, just, he was not been a captain before this week. No. Really? I didn't know that. No, no way. He's a brand he just new joined guy the team. on the team. I, yeah. Hey, well, t- hey. <laughs> Easy. Yeah. <laughs> just to, it, it, oh, really pissed me, it pissed me off. Like that's when I was starting to get ramped up like, oh fuck. Like yeah, was it was like long. I was like, oh god, he's going to get the toss and then it, Usually was, you send out your punter or your placeholder or just somebody insignificant that just goes and stands there and does the coin toss. Mm. And they sent Melvin Ingram out alone at a, by, for overtime. by himself. Mm. Yeah, it was a statement for sure. That pissed that, and then Mahomes celebrating at the end. We didn't talk about that either. I don't that I don't want to talk he, about it. No. Yeah, that's yeah. that guy. That guy. All right, okay. Arnie, thank you for spicing things up over here at the Charger Chat for <laughs> Thanks, a brief Arnie. moment. Uh, 
Let's move it on now to House of Hain, who asked the question. I'll say, I'll say Kansas City didn't beat us. Live by the sword, died by the sword, son. Uh, we might have left points on the field, but we are young and learning each and every game. I'll say, I'll say, glad to see Parham getting out of the hospital. Got to meet coach. See you, Denver. K, love you. Bye. P.S. I'll say, I'll say, f- Kansas City, Denver, and the Raiders. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Well, it was cool. You got to meet him at the game, dude. That was rad. Yeah, it was awesome. We he sat like only like five or six rows in front of us. So oh, he wow. came up crazy. Yeah, he came up, said hi at the beginning of the game, and then we talked a little bit at halftime. And cool. Yeah, and then after the game, I was in a little bit of a depression and tucked my tail between my legs and left the stadium. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't see him then. But That's yeah, okay. it was cool. It was awesome meeting him, getting to talk to him. Um, he'll be back. I think he's, he said he's coming back for the Denver game too next week. Sweet. Yeah. There you go. Awesome. Good well, thank you, House of Hain, uh, for br- for bringing it on over to Coach over at the game. Let's move it on now to Lexi M, who asked the question. No question, just a quick shout out to how much I'm loving Big Balls Staley. That video addressing he doesn't listen to the haters was amazing. I love him more and more every time I hear him talk. I can't wait to see where him and Herbert and the rest of the team go from here. Keep feeling shamelessly positive, both fam. Okay, love you, bye. Well put, Lexi. That's exactly how I felt exact same way. It was just like... He, and he most coaches don't really attack it like he did. Like he attacked everything that was a criticism about that day. And he's like, you know what? I'm I'm good with it. Right. You don't have to be good with it. But like I think he even said like, you know, people that people that know football. I think he mentioned that, which was kind of like a hmm, nice little <laughs> little little mushroom stamp right. of, of not, approval right there. <laughs> I'm not talking to the couch coaches. I'm talking to the people that know football. No football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little so- a little, I saw a little sauce on there. That was good. That's okay. Yeah. Well, he's he's a fiery coach. We've seen him uh, get fired up on the sidelines, which I just, I love to see that. You love to see that passion and you love to see it come out. And even in, uh, even in quiet ways, just like that, just a little, just a little subtlety to his, uh, his responses. It's good to see. So, Lexi, thank you for reminding us uh, to praise Staley for all that he's done. Um, let's move it on now to Kevin Harrington, who asked the question. Certified fresh. Maybe? Yes, certified fresh. Okay. I was at the game. It clearly felt like we were the better team. How do you guys feel about not taking some points before half? Also, how brutal was that Kelly goal line fumble? Looked like he has a horrible sense of the of the position and importance of ball security there. I don't know why Kelly was in for that snap. That was crazy to me. That you this guy maybe has what twenty carries on the year, and you put him at goal line where he tried to dive over the over the pile from like the four yard line, three yeah. yard line. First down. Yeah. He was way far back. Like yeah. I thought he was I honestly I was looking at the guys I was sitting with. I was like, he, they're gonna pull him. Because we just saw Staley get like furious at Guyton for trying to do the same thing against the Bengals. Right. Yeah. And then here you have him reaching out, not not on the play that he fumbled, but three plays before that. He he tried to reach out for the goal line. Mm. And I was like, oh, he's gonna get pulled. And then he stayed in the game. I was like, oh, that means they're probably going to pass the ball. He's just in there blocked. And then he stayed in the game again. I was like, what are, what are, what are we going to do it? He's going to do it again. Yeah. I, I, there was a, everyone in the fan stands was like, where's Eckler? Where's Eckler? I'm like, clearly Eckler's hurt. It's very right. He was clear still coming off of his injury. Too. He's more hurt than we think. 
Um, and three plays before that, he did a front flip to try to get the first down and landed on his head. Mm-hmm. So he was probably off on the sideline being tended to. Right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Kelly's not the guy in that situation. It, he's just not. Give the ball to Gabe Neighbors. Let him try to full back. Yeah, we saw Gabe. That's what I was bit. thinking. Yeah. Give me a couple neighbors up the up the gut, dude. Yeah. Yeah. D- Josh Kelly has fallen, fallen down the, the depth chart, especially Justin Jackson, I think, secured up that number two spot with his performance in this game as long as he's healthy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Kelly, yeah, that that's just that's unacceptable. Like coaches over and over said that that's not what we coach and he's still doing it. Yeah. He just wanted the glory of the touchdown instead of listening to his coach and doing what needed to be done. But I, I do want to thank him though, because without that, we wouldn't have had that interception on like the two yard line and like the joy that I felt. Butterfly effect. Following. How do you know that? Yeah. How do you know we don't score? They get the ball. And we do that anyways. We don't know. Like there's no know. saying that if we don't score that touchdown, Chenna doesn't get another pick later on in the game. Right. It's just, you can't, every time you have an opportunity, you have to execute regardless of what happens later in the game. And Kelly, just you can't... But I will say, that was a, that's another crazy, just, exhausting momentum shift. Yeah. I was just trying to be shamelessly positive. I know. I was just <laughs> yeah, trying I to say that. Like, it was like, I know, I know. did something, but it wasn't a good thing. But it's all I good. It I, know, I know, but you you joined... You said it in the butterfly effect episode, and so I just... We had to address the butterfly. We the had room. to address the butterfly mm-hmm. in the room, so there Mariposa. it is. Mariposa. <laughs> awesome. The Mariposa effect. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Kevin Harrington, thank you. For asking the question, let's move it on now to Kyle T, who asked the question. We are the better team. They are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. I hope we see that Kermit-ass motherfucker and his annoying face in the playoffs. <laughs> we'll slap that loose-looking helmet right off his head, and we are making the playoffs. So for my question, it's for Coach. Maybe you'll already have explained this, but I didn't think there was anything wrong with going for it on the three failed fourth downs, given the situations. Am I crazy? Have a good day, guys. We're still on track, so let's bolt the fuck up. Let's go, Kyle. Let's go. All right. Yeah, so, I, are yeah, we crazy? Just to answer the question, no. <laughs> those those were all the right decisions. Like, if you're gonna, if that's gonna be your philosophy, do it. Right. If he just picks and chooses random times to do it, then it's like, what are we doing now? now why are we doing it now? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Take the three points, but this is just, he's consistent. Right. You know, like, why are we trying to fight what he's consistently done all year? It's right. It's what we're going to do. Right. If he didn't go for it, we would see an article the next day saying that, like, well, analytics said that he what should have gone for to the him? touchdown. And yeah. And he's, he's not going for it on fourth and 10 or fourth and six. They're right. Like inside the fives. Right. And yeah. And they're fourth Attainable. and one. It's like, let's go get it. Yeah. So, yeah. Not crazy, Kyle. You're not alone. So. Thank you for asking the question. We move it on now to Carl Borlingtoft. Carl. Who asked the question? As a European, the overtime rules in the NFL seems batshit crazy to me. (laughs) Seems to be absolutely no sporting fairness to the advantage the team winning the coin toss get. I know Americans are scared of draws, but this is such a flawed system from a European soccer fan's point of view. What are your take on the overtime rules? As of now, I think way too much is decided by a random coin toss. Agreed. Uh, it depends yeah. on if you win the toss or not. If you win but the toss, this BS. is the greatest rule. If you don't, this thing yeah. sucks. So I think if you look at it that way, it's not fair. Um, I think there's fair. probably a better way to do this. But like you said, like they don't want things to end in ties. They just don't. You don't have sure. to. You don't do the way that the college does it. Put the ball right. in the 25 and you try to score. And if you don't score, the other team gets to try. And that's that. It's like 
you take away you take away kickoffs, which is what the NFL wants. Um, you take away too much time played because this overtime could take four plays. Sure, you take yeah. away a lot of like unnecessary stuff. And if you want to cap it to three overtimes and then it's a tie, that's fine. Do that. But like this is it's not fair whatsoever. And I I know that we could have stopped them, and then we get a chance to kick a field goal. But it's just, the system isn't fair that a coin toss has so much power. They need to right. go to the college rules. I, it's going to happen. I know it will eventually. You think so? I just don't know how long it'll take. I, I really do think so. I think hmm. this is an old, um, arc, like just outdated. dumb, doesn't make any sense, outdated rule. That's not fun either. That's not fun no. to watch. Right. The college yeah. football system in overtime is so fun. It is rooting for a fucking coin toss as opposed to rooting for your team to get a chance to score a rebuttal. It's like beer pong. Who doesn't love beer pong rules? Rebuttal, bitch. Let's go. Right. So, yeah. I don't know. It's stupid. Carl, you're not alone in thinking that this is uh, batshit crazy. So, thank (laughs) you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Gruder McBolt, who asked the question. On a positive note, I'm not even mad. True Blues know who this team is and where we go from here when healthy. Hello, playoffs. Moreover, next year brings more continuity betwixt players, coaches, and (laughs) fine-tuning of the playbook. Having said that, what's your favorite color, guys? (laughs) Can't love you, bye. Yes, I just <laughs> talked to my, my uh, six-year-old about this. We were debating colors Ooh. and what really is our favorite color. Mm. So, I've favorite color. I've so time yeah, to think. What was what was the result uh, of this great I th- debate? I, I think I've done a good job. Um, he says blue because he hates red. That's fair. So I think uh, I've done a good job, guys. I've done a good job. Good logic, done, Yeah, Work's done. I don't really know what else I can do with him. Um, Godspeed. I hope you make good choices in the future. I feel like my fathering is complete. <laughs> so your answer is blue blue i dip towards powder i would say blue i would dip towards royal yeah i'm a royal <laughs> i'm a royal blue. blue yeah i'm a royal blue as well i do love the powder on jerseys but just color it's the royal blue is <laughs> something about blue man it's just it's a good it's a good color we, hey we bleed bronco blue our behind that's right? true yeah blue's been following us for quite some time yeah, so i think i might i'm gonna have to get a minivan here it's just a reality of my situation i think i'm going to get it painted powder blue <laughs> oh, just man. straight up powder driving blue. around kansas city you're public enemy number one dude let's go sign Do me it. up I want I'll take it. some tickets un unwarranted pull up you know traffic stops sign <laughs> me up yeah <laughs> would love to see it hey Gruder McBolt thank you for asking the important question uh we move it on now to Jeebs the D is silent, silent. <laughs> who asked the question Groot what the hell are you doing get your face out of that screen always on that damn thing playing games I am Groot what the hell are highlights I am Groot. Whoa, watch the attitude or I'll introduce you to my torch. Now show me these uh, weak human highlights. I am Groot. You shut up. They're just human. How good? Whoa, how did he? You see that? Go back, play it again. What a cannon. I want it. (laughs) I am Groot. What do you mean it doesn't come off? That's his arm. It's got to be the most powerful arm on the little planet. So naturally, I want it. You realize how far I can throw grenades with that arm? 
I need it. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> All right, I uh, just thought it would be cool to hear Rocket swoon over Herbie's arm. So anyway, you guys most likely went over this, but I want to say it anyway. First off, I'd like to give a formal f*** you to the fans who thought it would be a good idea to chant their shit during a f***ing injury. Jeez. Guess the douchebaggery doesn't end with that Mahomes family. Our booze pretty much drowned it out quick, though. Proud of the Bull fan for that. Also, I know it's like almost cliche to say now, but holy shit, monkey, those refs were fucking horrible, right? It's so ridiculous. As ridiculous as these drop passes we're having. Just crazy. Parhead gets an obvious pass, but the cook, on the other hand, that was just... <sighs> Lastly, people around me at the game were bashing Staley for the fourth down decisions, but we praise him when it works, so we just gotta ride with him and be ready for the smoke when it doesn't. You see Mahomes celebrating after the game like he dominated us? So glad we have Herbert and not that douchebaggery of a QB in his family. <laughs> well, all right, fellas, as always, till next week, and bolt the f*** up. Oh, yeah. And fuck the Raiders and those asshole fans. Can't love you, bye. <clears throat> yeah. So they were chanting when Parham got hurt? There were, yeah, I did see they, a couple Twitter videos of... Parham is down and they're oh, doing their chop business. No yeah. way. When he was on the ground? Yeah. Yeah. Well, to to be to be fair, like, when it first happened, I thought we scored a touchdown. I didn't even see him drop it. I thought he caught it and it was a touchdown and we were celebrating. And then he was down. But we didn't, we couldn't see what you guys saw. We didn't see right. him go stiff. Like, yeah, no doubt about it. There was an injured player. What they did was, that's just Pieces ridiculous. Still unacceptable. Yeah. The guy's a human being that is, is hurt on the field, regardless of the severity of the injury. You don't right. chant during the thing, but right. yeah, yeah. They're, the Chiefs fans are just, they kind of suck. They're just not very cool. They've literally, they're, they're some of them, like good people. You run into the right ones. It's like Raider fans. Like, they're, you could run into decent ones, but the yeah. the one, right. the bad ones are really fucking bad. They're really right. awful people. <laughs> they stand there was out. one guy, there was one guy sitting next to me that was trying so hard to talk smack, like so hard, as hard as he could. And he just had absolutely nothing. Like, he didn't know the players. He didn't know. Like, he's like, oh, you could suck my, you know what, Eckler. And I'm like, buddy, Eckler's on the bench. Like, that was Justin Jackson running the boys. Like, oh, well, well, he can't too. I'm like, oh. He was was at a complete loss for what to say. And then by the end of the game, he was like totally chill, like talking to us. Like, he's like, oh, man, I don't, I don't even know how to talk to these guys. I guess I'll just revert back to being nice. I don't know what to do. You, you like, alpha him, dude. He had to go full beta yeah. to assimilate. Yeah, it was cute. It was cute. He tried to talk smack about everything, but yeah, they're just not... They're, it is what it is. Mahomes sucks. Nobody likes Mahomes. He just... I, he, I, I, I watched him walk on the field from the sideline to the huddle. He walks like a pregnant, flat-footed woman. He really does. <laughs> like, his, his belly leads him and his feet don't move off the ground. It's the most bizarre. Watch next time you see him, think of a pregnant, flat-footed woman. Yeah, it's what it is. All right. I found it funny that he was the way he was celebrating when he did basically like a ten-yard pass to Kelsey, and Kelsey did all the work. Right. And he's like, "Yeah, you, I did it." Me. He was like pointing at himself. I'm like, "Wow, dude, you suck." Like, I I, somebody said made a good point. Like, Phil had that same kind of energy, so we can't be too upset. When it gets yeah. flipped on us, because we don't have that energy anymore. Herbert isn't doing that shit. Like he's Joe Burrow, you know what I was assassin. thinking about too? Because we talked a lot of smack about Joe Burrow 
the other week. Mm -hmm. Joe Burrow, I feel like, is a little Phil. Is he? He's that same kind of guy that if he's not on your team, you hate him because he talks smack. He's in the media, but he goes out there and puts up. He's a a competitor. He plays through the little dings and the little injuries. I really think that Joe Burrow has that kind of attitude that if he's not, that's why everyone says he loves him so much. Like he's that guy that you really like to rally behind. Mm-hmm, yeah. um, and Mahomes, I don't know. I don't know how anybody rallies behind that guy. He's, <laughs> he sucks. I, he I think there's sucks. a fine line between like confidence and maybe even cockiness to just like just being a douche. Like there, yeah. there really is a fine line. So I don't, I don't see the comparison to Phil whatsoever. But that's just, that's just the Mahomes. No, I think the Bur- I think Burrow is very similar. to Think Phil. so. I'll have to keep yeah. a closer eye on it next time. Uh, next time I see him play, which will be whenever the Chargers play him. But hey, never. Jeeves. Oh, never years. <laughs> yeah, Jeeves. Thank you for asking the question, and let's move it on now to get some sports. Sweet. Who asked the question? Sweet. Oh, I have. Uh, they put Kenneth Murray in the position he is in. Bolt chat coach, I need uh, some clarity on why he has regressed after he seemed to finally find his spot. Can I get <laughs> this in uh, Christopher Walken voice? Spot. <laughs> spot. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I, I haven't really paid attention, but it does comparatively to last year to just to start it off as well because we lost Drew Tranquil kind of early on last year so it became Kenneth Murray's spot in the linebacker position and he ranked uh, scored a bunch of tackles I had over 100 tackles it was most tackles on the team last year if I'm not yeah. mistaken so this year it does feel like he's not necessarily been in the mix as much is that is there anything that you've noticed with that He's not on the field. I just checked the snap counts. He played 10 snaps on Thursday. Oh, shit. Wow. It's, wow. If you're not on the field, you're not making plays. So I, I really don't know. That's not something that they've they've given us insight into. Mm. Um, they just, they really liked you. Tranquil Kaiser. They liked that. Matt. Kaiser played 100% of the snaps. Mm. You don't really see that on a defensive player. They don't, they don't play 100% of the snaps. Mm. Kaiser played every single snap on Thursday. So, wow. Um, yeah, they, they, I don't know. I really don't know what it is. He got hurt early, and then he's just right. never he really bounced injury. back. Right. He just yeah. He's never really bounced back and become a a full time participant in in any type of game plan that they have. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what the future holds, or if he's still dealing with that ankle, or if they try to convert him to something different next year. But he's not. He's not getting the, the snaps in that middle backer right now. Mm-hmm. Wow, ten. I didn't realize it was only ten. That's crazy. Yeah, fourteen percent of the snaps he was mm. on the field. Yikes! That is interesting. So hard to hard to answer the question there. Get some sports, but uh, hopefully, hopefully it's just injury related and not uh, not performance related or something to that effect. But uh, we'll we'll keep a closer eye on it as we continue on and. Maybe even through through the offseason. Hey, Who knows? coach is not scared to bench anybody. If you're not playing, oh. you're sitting on the pine. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for asking the question there, buddy. Let's move it on now to Okie Doggy, who asked the question. Well, boys, we had a few days to let this game sink. It was certainly an up and down game as usual, but one game that I felt like we should have won. Some players ended up rising to the occasion, like Trey Pipkins, Jerry Tillery, Uchenna Nwosu, just to name a few. 
Then there are some who were bullied, like Drew Tranquil, and any DB that isn't usually a starter for this team. The chance to be a AFC West champions, champions is slowly going farther away, but now is not the time to dwell on that. The fact is, today is today, and the way I see it, if we want to have the rubber match against the Chiefs, we have to focus on the next three games because we are fighting with God knows how many teams in the AFC for three wildcard spots. Even if the next three games are favorable, Nothing in the NFL is guaranteed. One week, a team beats the shit out of a very good team, and then next thing you know, they lose to a very bad team. Win these three games, we're in. Anything less than that, and we leave it up to chance. If we end up winning the AFC West along the way, great. If not, then at least we made the playoffs, damn it. When we get to the playoffs, our odds for the Super Bowl move up. And how many teams have won the Super Bowl as a wildcard team? So anything is possible. So my question for this week do you think ASJ will come this year? And do you think the coaching staff will give Mark Webb a chance to compete? Before I end this, I just want to say to keep your motherfucking head up and look towards what's next because I can feel it coming in the end of night. Hold on. And I've been waiting for this moment for all my life. Hold on. All right. That was good. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So it, it's it's attainable, guys. We can we can still make the playoffs. We can still get a wild card yeah. spot. We can still win the AFC West. It's not. And it's in our hands. We need no one our to lose. We just need to win, and we're in. Just keep keep just so keep winning. Just keep winning. That's, just keep that's the winning. kind of math I can do. The simple kind. Yep. Yes. Just win. Um, but to answer the question, do we think Asante Samuel Jr. will be back this year? I, yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I, I don't think he's know. Back I this guess week. there's no way to really know, but he's day to day. I don't know how day to day turned into missing three more weeks. Right. So that would be Yeah, that that's be IR. If they thought it was that serious, he'd be he would have been on the yeah. IR. He's he not, would be he's, taking up a roster spot right now. No. Um I mean, we did see that uh, Chargers did pick up a Broncos defensive back. I apologize, I don't have the tweet in front of me, but I'm hoping that that's not ASJ related and maybe somebody else it's, related. It's COVID related. It's like, who yeah. the hell knows what's going to happen to right. close contacts and tracing and all that nonsense. So hopefully we'll... You had a good guy out there, so they scooped him up just because right. they thought maybe they need to. And um, Mark yeah, Webb. The Mark, they're letting him compete. Like, Do I think that they're going to give him number one reps? No, unless they absolutely have to. Right. I don't think that coach doesn't let anyone compete. If they go out there and win the job in practice, I think he'll put him in. Mm -hmm. So Mark Webb's competing. He's just not competing on Sundays. Mm -hmm. He's clearly not performing in practice to, right. to, to earn its playing time on Sunday. So yeah, he's, he's got to get it done when the fans don't see that it, so he can't perform when we're, when we're watching. Mm -hmm. All right. There you go. Okie doggy. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Moto doctor. Certified fresh. Who asked the question? <laughs> Doo-hoo! That game was so fun to look at. Am I right or am I right? Anyways, I don't really care about the way that one ended. So many good thingamajiggers came from the game. JJ was out there running like SpongeBob with his pants on fire. Keenan was catching fastballs like I catch jellyfish. And Staley was play calling with the gall of a Texas squirrel. I love this team. All these people who are mad at Coach for this very smart decisions must be living under a rock. Oh, wait. 
Anyways, what percent chance do you fine gentlemen think we have to win out the rest of the season? Good morning, Patrick. SpongeBob. (laughs) (gasps) Um. (laughs) So percent chance. I think, I think, I don't want to take anyone lightly, but I think you beat the Raiders and you beat the, uh, you beat the Texans. And then I don't know what happens with the Broncos now, now that um, Teddy Bridgewater went down. He got carted off, right. which was also a scary thing. So right. that was very scary to see for him. You're looking at a different team. Like that's that that's the one team that kind of matches up against our powerful offense. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's the one that I'm sl- still slightly concerned about, even if Teddy Bridgewater isn't in there. Right. Yeah. Their, their team's not built around having a good offense. No. They have a great defense, and they just gotta hope the other team turns the ball over. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I would like, I would say, shamelessly positive, hundred percent chance, hundred percent. Um, but I think, I think seventy five percent chance that we go. I still think it's above fifty fifty. I think yeah. it's a good percentage that we still win every game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's always a chance there that the Broncos pull it out, or and anytime you play an AFC West team, it's going to be a it's battle, no tough. matter what. Right, and it's, it's all coming tough, down so. at the end of this season, yeah. which is which is wild. So and who knows? These and guys the Raiders, might have something to play for too. Right? Yeah, the Raiders. I I doubt they will have anything to play for, but they got another W here um, tonight against Cleveland. So who knows? They might be playing for it. We might be battling it out for a wild card spot Our in spot. that last exactly. game of the season. Crazy. I don't know. Crazy to see. Moto Doctor, thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Tweet Me Up Scotty. Yes. Ask the question. Here are my takeaways after this weekend. One, we are in control of our own destiny. We need to win to get in the playoffs. Two, we now have an identity as a team. Fourth and Staley, baby. Get in or get the fuck out. Three, Chiefs are scared and will be back. Who is your preferred wildcard playoff opponent? That's a good hmm. question. Preferred uh, wildcard hmm. opponent. I mean, obviously, we want to. I think we've already I want mentioned. The Chiefs. Yeah, we want the Chiefs. We want to. We want to spank want redemption. Them. Yeah, a little yeah. redemption. You know, a little reminder that yeah, we beat you guys in week three. Remember? At, at this point, it's like. I, w- I kind of want to go after the teams that we lost to. Like, if that is an option, like Baltimore, yeah. that would be, I don't like, I don't know if necessarily think it's a great matchup for us, but I want to go beat the teams that beat us. Like, yeah, I want to have a statement playoff game that has some like extra thing behind it. You know what I mean? The right. team we've already played before. So that that's kind of how I feel about it. But, you know, if we ran into the Bills or ran into one of these other teams, I think we, I think we match up well against most, if not all the teams that are currently in the playoff picture right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any team's good. It's just going to be a matter of uh, who do I want to beat the most? It's hands down the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. Chiefs. That would be the sweetest victory is kicking them out of the playoffs and stopping them from going to a third straight Super Bowl. There you go. Yeah. Hell yeah. Would love Hell to see yeah. that. Hell yeah, baby. Tweet me up, Scotty. Thank you for asking the question. We move it on now to Supercharger, aka yeah. Mike Modlin, who asked the question. Oh, oh, oh. I would like to know if Bolt Chat Coach has a Bolt History moment he would like to know more about and what all of you are planning for Christmas. And Wooldog, please address all this as Santa Claus. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Popo Zizo. Popo Zizo. Popo all right. Zizo. Kyle the Coach Duggan 
Is there a moment in Bolt history that you would like Mike Modlin to take a gander at? Oh, man, I don't know. It's so hard. I I get excited every time he comes up with one because I'm like, oh, I would have never thought to research that. <laughs> I have like an idea. Part of what's so great about it. Go. If somebody's also ran into a tree and lost an eyeball pop out of their socket if there's another charger story swallowed in that tongue. vein yeah they, somebody else <laughs> swallowed their tongue at one point in time i want to hear about that one but i'm not coach how about um any past players that you'd like to know more about or any coaches or you are the coach do you want to hear more about a coach mm, i don't know i don't, i really don't know i it's hard i all of it just give me, just give me all, all of it. Just I don't get know. to work, supercharger. I don't have an answer. Come on, Mike. He wants all, all right, of Mike. It. Your next subject, all of it. All of so it. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, there you go. All right, Mike. Uh, thank you for asking this question. He wants to know your Christmas. Plans. Oh, but Christmas, I'm locking down. We got a fresh baby, and I'm not going anywhere. We got presents already wrapped, and we're just hanging out at the house. Yeah, nice wooly. Uh, just gonna be hanging with the family. Just gonna go and. Enjoy a nice Christmas uh, Christmas day. Enjoy the snow. Yeah, enjoy the snow. I don't know if we're going to have a white Christmas or not, but uh, I think it, I think there'll be some snow falling. So I don't know if it'll stick. It's been a little bit warmer up here, so we it's get snow. To be but it's sixty just... degrees in Missouri on Christmas Day, which is wow, wild. That's crazy. Yeah, no yeah. snow for you, my friend. Snow for uh, you. <laughs> there you go, Mike. Thank you for asking the question. Let's move it on now to Staley's Nuts and Bolts. Certified fresh. <laughs> who asked the question. Shit, shit, shit. We should not have won that game. How in the ball sack are we going to beat that team after they use their $70 million and 11 draft picks? We are f***ed. Okay, love you, bye. <laughs> and don't forget. Fuck all of those pieces of shit doing the tomahawk chop while Parham was down. Yeah, they should be scared. I didn't realize and, that that happened. This is news to me. So yeah, I'm on board. Fuck those guys. That sucks. Yeah. That and that sucks. was that was Patrick Mahomes speaking. That was in case Patrick you Mahomes. Yes, Kermit the Frog. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That we've got obviously a big chunk of change coming to us next year. Uh, care of the budget, and I didn't realize that we had eleven draft picks. Where did those come from? I don't remember us having quite that many. So, um, yeah, that's that's coach being able to really get his, you know, get the guys he hopefully wants to get. Because I know Flesco does all the work on them and they've been studying and drafting. But, you know, coach has some insight on that. Oh, well, you, now for sure. So he and, gets, and has gets a, a chance. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do to build this team up and where that money gets spent. But, uh, hey. Staley's nuts and bolts. Thank you for asking the question. That's awesome. Uh, let's move it on now to Callie Gator. Who certified fresh asked the question. <laughs> if you could pick a player from past Chargers teams to add to this team, who would it be? One from defense and one from offense. These players would be in their prime, obviously. Okay, love you, bye. I'd want to see Rodney Harrison with Derwin James. That'd be super fun. Oof. Oh, that'd be vicious. That'd be a mean, mean secondary. That would be. <laughs> Real mean. There would be yeah. no uh, Kelsey scrambling away from anybody in that defense. There you go. I'd, I'd take Sean Merriman on defense, personally. Like it? Yeah, yeah. healthy Sean Merriman. Healthy Sean. Um, so I'm, I'm taking one past offensive player and defensive player to add to our team right now. That's the question, right? In their prime, yeah. yep. Junior Seau, no doubt about it, 100%. Put him in the middle of that field just because <laughs> the energy and everything i can't sure. even imagine sure 
Um, and then offensively, LT. 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 LT yeah. one two punch with Eckler. Eck and LT. Come on. Woo. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah, forget hot, about it. Hatade. Yeah. There you go, Cali Gator. Thank you for asking the question. Moving Great on question. now. Yeah, it's an Good excellent one. question. Let's move it on now to Bolt Gang, who asked the question. Hell of a game. At least the Chiefs had to earn that W and fuck you, my fraud, for that bullshit taunting at the end of the game. But my question is, fuck, Mary kill. Miss Windu, Yoda, Qui-Gon Jinn. K, love you, bye. I gotta Google these guys. <laughs> it's Star Wars. <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> I know it's Star Wars. I know who Yoda is. I don't even know what these guys look Mace like. Mace Windu was Samuel L. Jackson, and Qui-Gon okay. Jinn was Liam Neeson from episode one. Okay, so, Liam Neeson. Mm, All right, perfect. I don't know if I could get... <laughs> I don't know if I could bump uglies with Yoda. That'd be really weird. Um... <sighs> You're gonna, is, you can't even a, kill Yoda. It's not possible. Yeah. He, I don't know. I think, okay, so Qui-Gon Jinn, I think, was a little bit more loving and caring, so I would marry him. <laughs> okay. okay. And, yeah, you can't f*** Yoda. That's just... No, that's too No. Disrespectful. No, like so... what it is. Sorry, I gotta kill Yoda and f*** Mace Windu, so that's what it is. <laughs> okay. I can support that. <laughs> why, I, I don't know. Why wouldn't you not marry Yoda? I feel like that would be a fun marriage. Obviously not. That would be weird. Sexually he, very fun. It, it would be he's like, kind of nagging and kind of a pain in the ass. Right. You'd be this. trying to have a conversation mm. with him and be like, you know, dishes do them, and I'd be like, you do the dishes, bitch, and it's like... <laughs> And he's so small, he would like sneak up behind you and scare you half the okay, time. It's okay. like you'd have to put a bell on Yoda. Just he to, always like, wants you to carry, carry him around places. He's yeah, like, you gotta a, he's carry like a, him. He's like a newborn. Uh, you don't yeah, need that yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't want to Bjorn with Yoda in front of me. Like, oh. I need to. Wow, he's the old person. Yeah. Charger Chat Podcast does not support Yoda. <laughs> not Yoda fans. No. Well, we're not marrying or, or fing him right, for Pete's right. We're really just going to euthanize him because he's really old. I mean, he's so old. Yeah. And that too. Like, he's lived a great he's life. He's had a yeah. great life. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't need to be married to one of us. <laughs> no. Oh. So there you go, Bolt Gang. Thanks for asking wild the question. question. You wild. went wild. <laughs> <laughs> you went off reservation. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we go out of Ask Bolt Fam. With Nick, a.k.a. Dr. Defense Huge, who <laughs> asked the shit. question. <laughs> <laughs> Sergeant Osiris reporting for duty. If I may, sir, did you happen to watch the Charger game? Holy Mary, mother of her, was it a rough game. Rougher than that goddamn Taco Bell I once had that kept me on the latrine for three and a half days. Yes, I know we lost. We fucking super lost. But those Kansas City chodes were nowhere near as good as what that score depicted. And while our boys was down, the attitude of the fans reminded me of those dickheads over at Flaming Dragon, living in their own little nauseating cold world of insanity and under undersized pathetic-ass opium production. While all this is going on, you just know that abnormal man-child Jackson Mahomes is fucking twerking in front of a camera somewhere for some undecipherable reason or other. After the slow stop by the offense, Stanley and company turned up the dial to put some goddamn points on that sweet-ass board. Similar to when that little flaming dragon bitch asked me where my where's my farm. Herbert replied, here's my motherfucking farm. While zipping a fucking laser to Kanan and shouting, Peekaboo, I see you. <laughs> Stanley obviously gave Herbert one of Alpha's busted nuts to sink his beautiful chiseled godlike mandibles into while the defense kept the boat from rocking for us. Speaking of which, 
I will personally build a big-ass Nuosu shrine in my barracks now and pray to it on Mondays, Thursdays, and Sundays at 0500 hours. <laughs> While I was whooping and hollering, I caught Andy Reid eyeing me up like he wanted to throw hands. You better back up, you silly fucking sausage. I promise <laughs> you do not want to catch this smoke. The glorious stat line that makes life course through my veins is Kelsey with 177 yards and two TDs with DJ off the pitch. <laughs> but only a sorry-ass one catch for 14 yards when he's on the pitch. DJ got Kelsey out here looking like fucking Simple Jack. And that <laughs> failed fourth-down throw to Hardman made Patrick Mahomes look like Patrick fucking Star. Kelsey and Hill carried that sorry, wrinkly ass. Patrick, look at you pretending you're a competent quarterback. You're tired. It must be getting late for you. Well, guess what? I just got intel from HQ. ETA five minutes to bedtime, dipshit. Sweet dreams. <laughs> Let me tuck you in, you stupid piece of shit. Sorry. <laughs> I got a little carried away, sir. Uh, yeah. Reporting for duty. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Uh, that was good, you silly sausage. <laughs> we got to make a silly sausage. <laughs> we got to make a coffee table book with all these. Like, just have like a, I know. Every year we'll release a book with all these awesome <laughs> asshole fans. So funny. Love it. There's, yeah. I feel like there's an episode title in this somewhere. We'll it probably it. is. We'll we'll it's, we'll pull one out for sure. Sausage. But Nick, you always make us laugh, buddy. Thank yeah, you thanks, for, thank for you. writing these, that. and uh, thank you everybody in the Ask Bolt fam. Again, we appreciate every single one of you guys for reaching out and talking to us and giving us giving us the giggles because we need it, especially after games like that. But uh, before we go out of this Charger Chat episode, we have to look on to the next game. It is against the Texans. On December 26th, day after Christmas, everybody's had their Christmas gifts, and the Chargers go out there and hopefully give us one more extra one a day later. So, guys, what are our Bolt predictions? What do you All right, got, Kyle, Dev? it's been going first lately. Oh, thank you. I oh. thought you were going to go again. <laughs> Steal mine like you've done the last two weeks. Uh, Chargers win 31-14, um, and mm. I think Herbert sets, I think he has a record, another record he could set with uh, the most cons- most consecutive, not most consecutive, most three touchdown games in mm. a season. And I think he gets three touchdowns this week. I like it. Okay. All right. I'll go 34-20, and I'm getting Asante Samuel with a pick. Ooh, I like it. Oh, that, would be, that would be so nice. That'd be fine. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to say Chargers win 37 37- to 22. Ooh, wild. <laughs> <Odd. laughs> and I'm going to say, I'm going to say Andre Roberts brings it to the Texans and runs back a touchdown. I know I've thrown Please that up a couple of times, but it would just be no just chipping. that much sweeter against the uh, Texans. Yeah. So. so he gets to, he's got a clear COVID protocol and then he runs one back. Absolutely. Re- to repay for yep. last week. Yes. Deal. There you go. Bolt. All right. Bolt predictions in the books there, folks. That's going to do it for us here at Charger Chat. Don't forget to bolt up because we're ready for any squad, any place. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) And now, a word from our sponsors. Do you find yourself constantly looking back? Are you suffering from your backwards vision affecting your day-to-day life? Then you need to visit Staley's Hindsight Vision Center. At Staley's Hindsight Vision Center, we correct your hindsight vision with our butterfly effect technology. 
With a simple, non-invasive surgery, we can help correct your vision from looking back to looking forward to the future. Staley's Hindsight Vision Center. Because we don't just want you to compete, we want you to win. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.